This is Evil Jeff, and you are listening to the 97th episode of CBQ Legacy that is Comic Book Queers 97. And I'm here with my co-host, Brett. Hey, Brett. Hi, the old 97. 97, the year of uh, the death of Versace and Princess Diana. Wow. That happened the same year? Yeah. Oh, they happened months apart. And the only reason Shit. I know that is because I was dating the same guy, and we were only and, dated for six months. And it was it started when Versace was murdered and ended when Princess died. Well, died. I do remember we were scraping out resin in his bowl, in his uh, bongs, and then the news came on that Versace died. And then a few months later, we went on a trip to New York. We're in a huge fight in a taxi cab. And then on the radio, and you in the ran taxi Princess cab, Diana off the road. We did. We killed her. No, but on the radio, I'm like, "You never listen to me." Well, hold on a second. Can you turn that up? And they're like, "Princess Diana has died." I was like, "What the fuck?" Anyway, so wow. remember where you were when Princess Diana died? No. What? I, no. You were like, I think I was. I was, I was five. So. <laughs> um, I was not born yet. I think I was in my. Li- I think I was in my living room and. Wait, what year was this? 97. 97? Uh, oh, yeah, the episode. I must have been in D.C. I must have been a junior in college. I was on drugs. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I was on drugs. Uh, I thought I, I imagined it. I was just talking about this recently with someone, and they were saying they were a kid, and they were watching Hanging with Mr. Hooper, and he was <gasps> too young to appreciate it because they kept interrupting the TV show with the news. And then he was just angry that he couldn't watch Hanging with Mr. Hooper. Wasn't it Cooper? Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Whatever. Cooper, right? I don't know. He He's like, stop. I'm trying to hang with Mr. Cooper. But anyway, he was like, who cares? I don't care if she dies. And then they cut back again and they're like, <gasps> and it is official. She has died. And they're all like, you killed her. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, comics. You know what I did this weekend? What did you do, Brett? First of all, before I get to my story, quick one. Friday night, I went to see a show, a musical in New York called Broadway Bounty Hunter a second time because I loved it the first time so much. Uh, starring Annie Golden from Orange is the New Black uh, in like a exploitation kung fu, R&B, soul musical. It is phenomenal. My friend Jamie and I went. Is it based afterwards. off of anything? Or is it totally it's, original? It's, it's like a fictional, fictionalized world, but Annie Golden plays herself, like actress, 70-some-odd-year-old actress Annie Golden, and she becomes a kung fu bounty hunter. Okay. She's recruited into this secret cabal. Who is, anyway. Who is she in Orange is the New Black? The Mute. Oh. Okay. She's got a storied career. Storied career. She... Used to headline CBGBs. She had a hit song in the 80s. She was a regular on Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. So, long story short, we bump into her outside. We (gasps) ask for a photo. That turns into this 10-minute experience where we are helping Annie Golden, A, find her sister, and B, shield her from conversations she does not want to have with people at the theater. She used us as her, like, I can't talk to you, I'm busy, decoys. 
Oh my God, you were so cool that you were the people she did want to talk to and she didn't want to talk we to were the, anyone else. Exactly. We were the people who like she, <gasps> did, she didn't feeling. not want around. Oh, it was so great. And then you found we her. We were like her lost, handlers. Wait, was it her like long lost sister? She was like, find her on Facebook. Never found her. <laughs> Never found her. We were like, best of luck. We hope you find your sister. She goes, these were her parting words. Let me tell you something about this city. They kill anything that's new. <laughs> All right, well, good night. I'm going to go look for my sister. Wow. She sounds amazing. It was great. So, unfortunately, the show's closing a month early. <laughs> Poor oh, sales. No. But it's, it's my favorite musical. So, next day, Saturday, I went to <gasps> FlameCon. Ooh. The queer comic convention. Ooh, how was FlameCon? It's, let me tell you, it's the best. It's my second year going. It's the best because of the vibe, the energy. There were so many performers or panelists or comedians on the main stage that would start whatever they were going to do with, are there any straight people here? No? Good. Like, it was like that kind of energy. Like, breeders, get out. Get it out, was like the, You know, like we're the marginalized of the marginalized. Yeah. And it was nice to just be us. Uh, such a safe space, such a celebratory any space, good such cosplay? a positive space. Really good cosplay. Um, there was this just very attractive man walking around in what I think is the drag show version. Uh, the the my, my Drag Brunch with Loki, uh, Anthony Oliveira's short story, uh, the whole Crystal McCran uh-huh. panel. Yeah. Uh, there's a host who introduces Crystal, and he's in this just very sensual Cyclops outfit, basically just like a, a, a sash, the yellow sash and, and blue undies oh, nice. and a visor. He was walking around like that. And I was like, now that is some quality niche cosplay. Hot. Hot. Uh, there was great where, cosplay wait, all around. Is that? Did you dress up as Havoc for that one? No, New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con. Okay. Yes. Although I did see a... <laughs> Like a kink havoc, like a guy who fashioned um, like, a, like a leather mask. Oh, oh! I thought like inferno. Oh havoc. no! I wish, that I wish, I wish. Um, a conversation about that havoc did pop up at the after party of the con. Um, so the con is wonderful. Went to number of podcast panels. Uh, the Jay and Miles explain the X Men panel where they had this big conversation about queer subtext in X Men uh, and and subtext in general. Went to the Food for Thought podcast where just hilarious, hilariously funny boys who clearly don't know that much about super comics and heroics, but they did their best. Uh, Then walked around the show floor, just wonderful creators. Um, You know, not many that you'd call mainstream, um, but just like so much talent on the floor. Um, How cruisy was the bathroom? The bathroom was super cruisy. Um, (laughs) Some guy like held me upside down and 69 me standing up. It was amazing. Human he was urinals. M- mystique. It was great. <laughs> um, and then there was, uh, there's a show in Brooklyn called Queendom that all these queer stand-ups do. And so they did some like um, nerdy slanted stand-up that was absolutely wonderful. And then went to the after party. Um, it was very hot. It was at the Cutting Room, a music venue. Very hot. Very expensive to get. Not expensive to get in, but there was a cover uh, it was a fundraiser for a not-for-profit. Turns out there was a lengthy show of wonderful drag and burlesque performers. It was amazing. But the best part 
Well, I met um, met up with one of our super fans, Eric. Hi, Eric. Met up with uh, the boys from the Homo Superior podcast. Nice. I want to call it our sister podcast mm. in spirit. Um, the four boys, they live in D.C. They're all super cute and super knowledgeable and super fun to hang out with. Um, just got wasted with them. Uh, we dreamed of crossovers, dreamed of panels. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds mm. for our extended family. Future's very bright. I have to wear And they put up with my drunk gay ass. Oh. So they, they can't be that bad. Um, was there any... Uh, was there any... Any... Grinder hits, any threesomes, any swapping, any glory hole mishaps? <sighs> Unfortunately not, because my husband and I had to get up early to take the bus to visit my family in New Jersey. Ugh. How long uh, does it slutty take? But married. How long does it take for you to get to your family in New Jersey from New York? There is a bus that goes straight from Port Authority straight to Tom's River, and it's 90 minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. Uh, I won't bore you with the details of what it was like to take that bus, both there, both there and back today on a Sunday in the end of summer. There was some, there were some stories. There were some choices made. Some smells. <laughs> yeah, some smells. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Jeff and I had to like con our way onto a bus. There was just forty people and six seats, and somehow we showed up last. But wound up in one of those seats. I believe it. I believe. I don't know it. how. Yeah, yeah. A lot of subterfuge went on. Yeah. To do the what is that? Did you ever see the? It's always in sunny Philadelphia when they go to the water park, and Frank's way of butting in front of the lines. He's like, "We have AIDS. We have AIDS," and everyone's like, "Ah!" That's what I did. That's exactly what I did to get on that bus. We have AIDS. Everybody, move. We're gay, and we have AIDS. Oh my god. Well, let's talk about so some. Uh, I just want, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much to the geeks out, um, uh, to geeks out the organization uh, who puts up FlameCon, who put up a great after party. It was a wonderful time. Please keep doing it, FlameCon. I love it. Um, Brett, did you Jeff. watch the series finale of Legion? Legion, yes. Um, on the count of three. We're going to do a love it or hate it because it's the end of an era. Are you ready? Yeah. One. One. Two. two three. Three. Loved hated it. Hated it. <laughs> okay. And now we have a conversation. Um, yeah, I was really annoyed. I was super annoyed. Wh- why? Why? And I will say it's similar to kind of Paper Girls. It was just like this leftover episode where... I don't know. They just set up this whole entire thing and then didn't pay it off. And I know you could, there's probably a million reasons aesthetic. Because so here's what happens is basically he teams up with his dad, Professor X, to battle the Shadow King. Back in time. Yeah. And he basically succeeds in that the Shadow King decides to never take over David's body. But this means time totally will reset. And I'm waiting to see this new world. And they don't show it to you. And I was upset. <laughs> uh, that's funny. The very thing that I loved about it. 
is that they didn't show it. And I guess you could yeah. give some like, oh, artsy fartsy reason of why that's good. But I don't give a shit about that. I want my fucking No, closure. there isn't. There isn't an artsy fartsy reason why it's good. Why it's good is because it pays off that episode of all the different timelines and all the different Davids. All of those are now possible. Yeah, and no, it would be better if we saw one of them. Oh, I disagree. No, I yes. wanted. I'm happy with my imagination doing the rest. Ugh, my, I which don't I have feel is a very legion thing. I don't have an imagination. It died years ago. And I wanted to see what the which one of those ones it was going to be. Oh, not me. I loved a poignant fadeaway. We undid the whole series. Goodbye. Because, I loved it. No, see, I'd rather we undid the whole series and then it cuts to a fucked up, even worse thing. And then it's over forever. Oh, That's sure. That's what I wanted. Oh, there's your Where's Annie episode no uh, one finale. Can, what, what does that mean? Where's <laughs> Annie? Twin Peaks. Where's, oh, oh, how's Annie? Oh. How's Annie? I thought you were like, are you doing like smooth criminal? That's Annie, are you okay? <laughs> Annie, are you okay? No, how's Annie? How's no. Annie? Well, yeah, I love that. I loved that. Anyway, and it's the same thing. Game of Thrones fucked it up. I feel like everyone's fucked. No one knows how to end a series anymore, and it's pissing me off. Well, let me show it some love for a little bit. So I think it was about the reconciliation of David's relationships with his father, of David's relationship with Farouk. And what I loved was Farouk's face turn. And basically what happened is old Farouk was fighting Xavier and David alongside young Farouk. Young Farouk being the monster who was about to take David as the baby over. And old Farouk actually betrays young Farouk. He says, I want you to see what I've seen. I lived inside his head his whole life. I know him. Do not do this to him. He's a beautiful... And they send the message, and he puts his sunglasses onto young Farouk, and young Farouk kind of gets, like, the Mora 10 Xavier download into his head. Like, he yeah. sees everything. And he develops empathy. And I loved the message that you, there, you cannot do evil. You cannot do harm to someone if you've walked in their shoes, if you completely understand where they're coming from, if you understand the nuance of them, that you... There's no way you could want to hurt them. And I just loved that message. Yeah, I liked all of that. And I liked that the the time girl had to, like, transcend her body. Yeah, like shed her mortal co coil. And, and just be part of time. And that's why her dad was never there and was always on a TV, because he wasn't didn't really have a body. He was, he's like, I'm a, I've been a time god this whole time. All my teeth fell out a long time ago. I quote unquote died. But honestly, wink, I've never been more alive. And now you, daughter, you shall be a time god. Great ending for her. Yeah, it was like, I honestly, the thing I just hated, I just hated that it didn't. I felt like it, it needed an extra five minutes. Yeah. And that was such a legion thing to just like be like, nope. Nope, we just undid everything, bye. How can we show you more? We undid everything, bye. We don't exist anymore. And that's We don't Legion. have jobs. Could Legion be the and last X-Men thing that we see? Well, here's the deal. Is is there anything... They've never started or done anything with the Deadpool 3, right? Right. You know so, the rumor. No, what's the rumor with Deadpool? The rumor is that Deadpool is going to be introduced, like, for, like I think... Sooner rather than later. Well, he's the easiest one to introduce because it's all meta, yeah. so you can totally ham-fist it in. Um, 
But that that leaves that the only thing out there left of the X universe is the New Mutants, and they are releasing rumor articles like on the regs about whether this movie will be released or not. Have you read the things where it's like the you know where it's like uh, Disney's very unhappy with how the New Mutants unimpressed is was the word unimpressed. unimpressed. Well, it Oof, looks like shade. It looks like that the three, they keep on, they shot it one way and they're like, no, let's lean into the horror. So they delayed it and then leaned into the horror. And then they're like, we don't like that either. So they're kind of just like trying to find the story afterwards. And that's just, I think they should just put it on, like, forget about it. Put it on Disney Plus. Just leave it the way it is. Put it on Disney Plus. It'll get a ton of views, but you don't have to worry about box office and all that shit. Know what I mean? I thought dumping that shit on Hulu was the best idea. Yeah, just do it. Otherwise, I'm afraid they're just not going to put it out at all. And I kind of just, I want to see what kind of train wreck this is. There's a, pre- a, pre- a precedent for, like, if like if they dumped it on Netflix, which they probably can't, um, it would be Hulu. But, like, what are some movies that have been dumped on Netflix? Like, Velvet Buzzsaw, like, the guy who made Nightcrawler did that follow-up, and they were like, ooh, baby, um... Is Netflix okay? Is the, did and, you watch um, that? Did we talk about that on here? I did watch it. I don't know if we talked about it. I thought it was stupid as fuck. It was so stupid. I will say as someone who went to like art school and lived in that world for a while, I like the idea of those people being murdered. <laughs> yeah, and so does the guy who made Nightcrawler, which yeah. got panned. You know, and so like you watch Velvet Buzzsaw, and your reaction is, "Wow, geez, sorry about the negative reviews of Nightcrawler." Oof. I liked Oof, Nightcrawler. I never saw it. Nightcrawler's good, but Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is just amazing and gorgeous. Oh and my god, that body shot where he's naked with his laptop on top of. Oh mm. god. Um, uh, the other one, Cloverfield Paradox. Remember that surprise dump? And I mean dump. Yeah. As in they dumped it on Netflix and it's a pile of dog shit. I, I didn't. I, I don't think oh any of I didn't it watch is... the John Goodman one either. Oh, you should. It's amazing. Well, I read what happened, so I've been spoiled. Yeah, but that's not why it's good. It like the whole. The end, you're like, <laughs> okay, fun. You really do enjoy the movie prior to that. Um. All right. Well, all right. Well, New Mutants. I mean, I've been sorry. I've been watching on the other side of the realm. Ew. I saw a DC show. Ew. Why would you do that? Well, because it's actually good and it's better than most of the comics. Um, Tangent. I was with my eight year old nephew, t- nine year old nephew today, and he's telling me about his friend. He said, but Uncle Brett, and he like he had this weird smile on his face. He looks at me and says. He likes DC Comics. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I was like, is it that obvious? It's weird, though. When I was on uh, the Rogue Theory show, they even said at one point, and then DC, well, DC. Like, even like they were like, oh, DC. Mm-hmm, I remember that. Um, I will say uh, I'm watching Young Justice, and this show has like 35 characters in it. It is the most complicated kids' cartoon I think that has ever been created. 
it is very dark and right now it's kind of like it's all about granny goodness as the main villain i love her and uh and the newest thing that's been in the the news is aqualad is Mm -hmm. is gay has come out his boyfriend is like wind or something like that he's like some other like atlantean um like strong atlantean with like long hair he looks white um so it's interracial atlantean love and uh and yeah and he's just and it's weird because he's like he they meet this other girl that she's a metahuman and her metahuman power is getting gills and then she has to now live underwater in Atlantis. And she sees that and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, you don't have to be afraid. And I know you're hiding it from the king and you can tell him. So, like, he's kind of nervous. But then the other guy, his lover, is like super brazen and is like, ah, you know, we're in love. And I just have a feeling the way this goes is that he's going to die. Isn't that oh. usually how that happens? Can we stop killing the gays? And that will give him the strength to come out. Like, I have a feeling they're going there. I hope don't, they don't. Oh, he's going to fridge him? I hope they don't, but it just seems like that. But uh, but one of the one of like these main characters that has been on the show for like 20 episodes just was revealed to be a, like, a, a, like secretly working against everyone the whole time. Oh! <gasps> And, uh, but it's, I I can't even explain like what's going on because the show, the first season, it's like, you know, Young Justice, it's basically like the Titans. Um, and then the second season, they're a bit older and then there's these new recruits and now we're into the third season. And so the Titans are now regular Justice League people. And then the new recruits are a little bit older. And then there's a, and then there's new, new recruits. And then in addition to that, there's a bunch of metahumans forming, like like mutants. And so then there's all a bunch of people just discovering their powers, and there's a separate school where they are. There's literally like a hundred right, characters. But I like it. It's good. I like it. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. So that's funny that you said the Titans are pretty much in the fold. I was going to ask, is the character that is revealed to be working against them, Terra? Yes. The classic Terra trope? Well, well, well I, that... It's the the guardian of Tara and her brother. You thought she was good the whole time, and then it turned out she was evil. Tara, from moment one that they rescue her, she like goes off in a dark room and texts someone, and she's like, "I'm in." So you know she's betraying from like moment one. Yeah, because that's what that character is. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm still paying for the DC universe. Oh, so I got rid of it. I should watch it. Um, yeah, Wait, watch isn't it. it exclusive to that oh, platform? Oh, yeah. I don't watch <gasps> things illegally. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, what's well, all going to be joined up with? I think it's all going to be merged with HBO Max, right? I have no idea. Well, that's what Time Warner is launching HBO Max, and Time Warner owns DC, so it makes sense to just merge them all together. So oh HBO, all Time Warner movies, plus, don't they, didn't they get Friends, maybe? No, the, or The Office? No, I think they got The Office, and then, and then they'll have DC. So there is, like, a thing of, like, oh, I think I might like that platform, but then I also want the Disney platform, but then I also like Netflix. 
I can't afford all this, Brett. I can't either. I'm going to have to sell my body, my hair, my cum, my blood, my body. I don't know. Hey, Not my blood. No, we'll do you it. want some old comic book nerd dirty panties? We're selling them here at CBQ. Your son could grow up to be a skinny, fat comic book nerd. <laughs> you want my sample? But anyway, um, I will only give it one ooh because I'm into it for Young Justice. Did you read a DC comic book or watch anything DC? Ew, you know I did. What did you read? I read Event Leviathan number three by your favorite Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev, his um, one of his you know creator partners. Anything revealing? Any twists and turns that I'd like to hear about? No, and in fact, I, that's kind of what I want to talk about. That is a snooze factory. Yeah, this issue is, and I'm using air quotes, all character work. So the, the plot-wise, we're talking about, you know, somebody, a person, an organization named Leviathan took out Argus and Spiral and DEO and, like, all the intelligence organizations. Um, this group of super sleuths is on the case. Batman, Green Arrow, Plastic Man, The Question, Lois Lane, and Manhunter. Um Wait, people thought it was top. Plastic Man is a super sleuth. You know what's so weird? I always thought Elongated Man was the super sleuth. I don't know why Plastic Man is there. Huh. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, you read that they tried to kidnap Superman, and and uh, Batman and Damien um, came up with the theory that it's Jason Todd who's behind it all. So this group of super sleuths... Wait, I thought it was some woman. They No, they thought it was Talia, and it's not. Oh. Talia Al Ghul? Yeah. Um, you know, Amanda Waller is missing. Uh, Lois Lane's father is missing. Um, so the whole episode is them flashing back to how Jason Todd was able to best all of them. Um, it's them kind of like in a meeting recounting the failed encounter with jason todd is jason they todd to... red hood yeah does he go by that now or does he go by something yeah, else yes okay very much all right yeah and he basically hands all their asses to him because they've never worked together like even batman and robin look like total fucking idiots um like they're bumbling and it ends in jason having like a quick conversation with lois lane um and he, and he's just like you know have you looked into this and 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 then they cut to Amanda Waller and she like uh, Le- Leviathan shows up and gets the drop on her and is like about to kill her or capture her but then Superman shows up and he's like hey miss are these people bothering you and that's the end of the episode issue I I could see enjoying an issue of just dialogue and character dynamics if there was something there to enjoy. But there really isn't. Yeah. There's no what it is. There's like a spark missing from Mr. BMB. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I don't think he likes what he's boring. doing. I don't think he's into this. It kind of feels that way. It kind of feels like really heavy. How do you think he feels that he's doing this big thing for Superman, but ev- all everyone's talking about is Hickman's X-Men? I agree. I also feel that way about Donny Cates and Absolute Carnage. Like in in my Twitter, it's all like, 
Hoxbox, Hoxbox, Hoxbox. And then I see Donny Cates like, hey, guys. Hey, Absolute Carnage. We'll, and everyone's like, yeah, we know. We'll get to that in a sec. We'll talk about that next. Because I have things to say about that. So I give I give Event Leviathan number three two ewes. Oh, no, I'm sorry, four ewes. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. It's like, I can see. I'm sure there's a, there's a, a big pocket of fandom that's like, this issue was amazing. Did you hear, like, Lois Lane, like, her dynamic? Well, they're not going to say Lois Lane because they're all all right. But <sighs> that's not true. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was like, that is a very bold statement. That's if a bold you statement. Listen to, if you like Superman, then you're a fucking proud boy. <laughs> you're a like, fucking Nazi. <laughs> no, the Republicans hate Superman because he protected immigrants. Yeah. And then they were trying to say that it, Superman is an immigrant. Oh, and that no, we they'll spin any fucking historical argument. <laughs> uh, but I think, can we talk about Absolute Carnage? Yeah, tell me about it. I haven't read it. In a new segment, uh, not a new segment, I think I've done this before, in uh, Things Jeff Couldn't Give a Fuck About. Uh, at the top of my Ooh. list is Absolute Carnage. I, I will say this. Venom... I never was that interested in, but then the whole carnage thing I thought was stupid. So now trying to make a whole world out of carnage. And I will say, I didn't read any of this absolute carnage, but I did decide to scroll through and look at scream, which is like, Oh yeah. 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 Which is like lady carnage. Yeah. Like she's, um, she's like flaming red locks. Like her suits weird. It's she's officially where I was like, all right, this shit's gone too far. It's it was awful. It basically was like, oh, it, and, and I will say if people want to and I, I doubt anyone's going to say that I'm getting this wrong because I no one knows the story to this because no one cares. But I believe she died and somehow she's walking around the street being like, well, I'm back. I'm alive again. And like, oh, but look, oh, there's the carnage things. Oh, no, it took me over again. Now I'm, I'm scream again. And then I was like, what? And then she's just like going out, killing people. Then they're just killing people. And then, and then some other woman comes up and is like battling her. And I literally was like, I don't care. This isn't written well. I don't have, there's no stakes. I don't care. Like, what is going on in Absolute Carnage that I should care? Can you give me anything, Brent, that I should care no, about? No, because I think it is flawed at its core. I don't care about the expanded world of symbiotes. I don't I think don't. What is that sim- the new character, God Null, is cool. Like, I don't... What is that? I don't, I don't even know what that is. What is that? Well, he's, he's this character I've seen popping up everywhere. He popped up in War of the Realms. He popped up in... Um, uh, he's in Silver Surfer Black right now. I, like I hear buzz about him in in comics journalism. It's what's it's just, what it is seems, symbiote? It seems so hyper masculine. What is I symbiote Spider Man? I have no idea. Like that's a separate comic. Is it a separate person? Shit, if I know. Yeah, I don't care. And it's like it's so like easy to just call it absolute garbage instead of absolute carnage. <laughs> <laughs> You should have not named it Absolute Carnage because now we're just going to call it Absolute Garbage. <laughs> like, do you even know what the plot is? Like, what? But wh- like, why is Carnage no, taking well, over I, the oh, world? Oh, it's 
he he's going after anyone who's ever had a symbiote in them and that's the flaw i'm like well i don't care about those people so fine kill them i don't give a shit yeah and then here's the other thing every then i don't need every single issue of marvel that week to have a carnage inspired cover even though carnage isn't in that issue stop that also just other things i'm over can we have maybe two covers to a comic book? I'd prefer one, but I'll give you two. When I look and see what are the new comics coming up, and there's literally like 15 of the same comic because they have 15 different covers. No, that's too much. I don't it's care too if I much. sound I'm like going blind. Old... I know I'm like, back in my days, there was only one cover and it cost 25 cents. And, and I liked it. And then you liked it and you dealt with it and you loved it. What happened to your voice? I was That's me as an old man. Oh. <laughs> I went over this whole goddamn island looking for that fucking Emma Frost, Shannon Mayer, House of X number one cover. That like badass portrait of Emma with her diamond hands and her black king outfit. Oh yeah, because then some stores only get certain covers. Oh, it was nowhere. I went to three different stores. And it's kind of oh, like, I, hey, why don't... What, like, it's like, are you purposely trying to fuck the, the small comic book shop? Are you purposely trying to fuck me? Yeah. Oh, the comic book shop down the street from us closed. Oh, no. That that's really does suck. I mean, it's partially my fault. I didn't buy anything. Plus, part- I got really... It's partially my fault. I, I burnt it down. <laughs> I got really angry because I was in there with my boyfriend, Joe, and he was looking through some shit. I was looking through some shit, and there was a lesbian couple, and the butcher one was, like, trying to, I don't want to say mansplain, I guess, lesbiansplain? How do you say it? Like, but she was just, like, condescendingly telling her girlfriend, trying to explain comics to her, but they were, like, wrong. Like she was saying things that like weren't right. And I can't remember a specific one, but it was just like, I don't know. I kind of wanted to interrupt and be like, actually, no, Jean Grey has now, died multiple times. So you don't know. What now you're that about. my friend would be mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it was driving me crazy. I would have, I would have mansplained. I would have been like, oh God, um, actually, um, actually, that would be a great superhero character, Mansplainer. Mansplainer oh and his sidekick, um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> his sidekick, um, actually, the Cocker Spaniel, um, actually, um, actually, is a Russell Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about absolute garbage. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I'm done with it. Okay, what else did okay. we read? Let's start with we read, I'll, I'll go to, I mentioned it, I go to Silver Surfer Black. Uh, how many issues in is that? Is that the second issue? It's the third. Third. You liking it? You know you were liking I it I really like it. It's pretty. It's so pretty. Um, it, I love when we get some psychedelia. With the Silver Surfer. That's right. It's trippy like, Silver Surfer. It's trippy Silver Surfer. It's so trippy, man. 
I want to smoke a doobie and read it again. It's um, him and Ego the Living Planet in this one. And he has to essentially perform surgery on Ego the Living Planet. Yeah. Uh, and the way it is drawn and the way it is described is some weird, trippy shit. And I'm, I'm here for it. The colors, man. <laughs> Love the colors, man. That's like, what's that song, Pink Fluffy Clouds? Do you remember that from your raver days? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's like red and yellow and blue and sunfire. Uh-huh. Plur. Um, did any, has anything, int- but like, is there any like weird plot revelations? Or is yeah. It like, so like, it's what? trippy. As- so basically this takes place uh, from the first Guardians of the Galaxy arc of the new story, the new book where Surfer falls into a black hole. He wakes up on a planet. Um, I think that is way, 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 way back in time. And it, um, it's clear that the, pan- the whole planet has been taken over by, say it with me, Symbiote. Um, and it's actually like Null himself. So, so is then Null Surfer- like the original Symbiote? I think so. Wait, I thought you were hating him. Or so like why, he, why are you... Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's that cool. Like, I'm not impressed by the whole expanded symbiote universe. I'm not like, oh, I hate this guy. I hate this story. I'm not. Like, he's a villain. Okay. And he's like... It's called Silver Surfer Black, and it's really trippy. And so, like, there's a lot of gooey black stuff everywhere. It, it fits. So he fights Null, and... It's he's really it's he's really badly injured in that when he got to the planet in order to kind of fight off the planet symbiote, he had to create a star and that drained a lot of his power and his hand turned black. Then he had to fight Null and again he had to summon all of his cosmic power, like create a star just to escape, not even beat him, just to escape, just to outrun him, and his arm turned black and. He was aided, assisted, and then received by Ego the Living Planet, who wants to kill Null. But he, so this issue, he's talking to Ego, and Ego's talking to him about Null and how dangerous he is, and, but he's, he starts writhing in pain, and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm a planet, I, <laughs> I'm forming, I'm a young planet. It's growing pains. But then he's like, ah, oh, God! And Surfer's like, what? He's like, okay, so this meteor like came flying out of nowhere and landed through me and is embedded in my core, and it's um, killing me. And Surfer is like, fuck, well, I gotta kind of like dig in through all of you, get to your core, and see what's up, and cut it out. But that's gonna take a lot of power and turn them all black, right? No. Oh. It, um, he, it doesn't take like all his power, but it's very difficult to get through. He's fighting off antibodies and infections and, um, tippy, he's, the narration is like, this should be a breeze for me, but, but this is because I'm so weakened. This is a challenge. So he goes into the core and he finds the thing that is embedded in ego's core. Keep in mind, he was sent way back in time after he came out of the black hole. It is, this incubator machine that is supposed to give birth to Galactus. So he's, he's there. And what he realizes, the thing he's trying to stop is the birth of Galactus. And he's like, Oh baby, I got this. That's where it ends. 
It ends with him going, oh, baby. But can you? But if you stop Galactus, that will change all of time. Right. I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure he's like, oh, so Ego, somehow you survive this because we've seen you in other stories. But I can't. I can't baby Hitler. It's like you're about to have a Galactus. butt baby and your butt baby is Galactus. Um, I wish sometimes they would just take, if it's trippy, they should have done something trippier. Like, can you imagine if you went into the incubator and it was like Stevie Nicks, like just something (laughs) just totally like, like out of left field. You're like, what? And it's like, yes, she's an evil witch from the beginning of time. (laughs) Why is she gyrating like that? That's her power. And then she's like, stand back. All right. Anyway, stand back. That sounds fun. I like that. It's great. I have a I question, love it. though. I love it. Remember when the symbiote stuff was in X-Men Blue? Ugh. Does any yes. of that cross over at all with what's going on now? Or was that like a separate story and they're like, whatever happened there, we're not dealing with any of that? That was a separate piece. Okay. But the, yeah. do those symbi- are they, were they symbiotes? Yeah. Yeah, that poison shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only connect is I don't think Black Silver Surfer is going to have any connection to that. I think Absolute Garbage might, like they might, what's his name, Karnak, Carnage, might go after Jimmy Hudson. Oh, all right. Well, I still, I mean, Silver, I'll have to take a look at Silver Surfer, but all the the Absolute Garbage, I refuse. I refuse. Um, what else did you read? Or do you want me to do one of mine? You do one of yours. I pretty much, I, I pretty much am only really into the ladies right now. Uh, other oh my than, God, what happened? Are you straight now? I am apparently because I first I'm reading, was it Kelly Thompson's Miss, uh, Captain Marvel? She's so goddamn great. And did you see that she's going to write a new Deadpool series? Oh, uh, yes. I want a woman to write Deadpool. Yeah. Well, Gail Simone used to write them. Oh, she did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so this Captain Marvel, basically, it's been revealed that she's half Cree, And I don't know if we always knew that. Did we not always know that? Oh, I don't know. But it turns out, I think her mom fucked a Cree guy. So it's her dad isn't her real dad. And the mom revealed that she's half Cree, And then everyone finds out about it. So basically... She's been she's been court-martialed, kicked out of the U.S. Armed Forces for being half alien. And basically, the United States has turned against her. And you know I love it when the government turns against a hero. Because that, I, it just, it's right full it's of, of emotional turmoil. So, Winter Soldier. adding on top of that... Her powers are conking out. And adding on top of that, she's like been doing these battles and her powers conk out. And then this other woman who looks like a female sentry called Star. She's like, hey, I'm Star. Mm. I got this. And she flies around and beats and and they're like, thanks. Who are you? And then she flies away. And they're like, who is she? And so you're like, I'm, and me, I'm like, clearly she is a bad guy. Like, <laughs> clearly that's an evil scientist woman who found a way to siphon Carol's powers. But then there's a Cree spy called, I think her name's Minerva. Minerva, that's who Gemma Chan played in um, the movie. Yes. Okay, right. 
Uh, so she's there, but she's now like, know how we kept battling? Well, now that I know you're half Cree, I'm not going to battle you anymore. You're on my side. And she's like, I don't trust you, but okay, I'll see where this is going. So anyway, she, she, in, in one issue, she like shakes her hand like, all right, I'm on your, she's like, all right, deal, truce. But it turns out when she shook her hand, she put a tracker on Minerva. So her and Falcon, who she's fucking... Uh, totally comes out of the shower topless after they boned while she's talking to Agent Brand. And Agent Brand is like, oh, hello. Like, I love Kelly Thompson. <laughs> like, it's like all of this stuff, but at the same time, you're still like fucking going on. So anyway, it turns out they chase Minerva down. And then right when they think they have her caught, she's like, he, she finds her tied up. And it turns out she thought Minerva was double-crossing her, but I think it's that star person actually Oh, it's that star so bitch. So whoever this new star person is, but we don't know. But the reason her powers are conking out is she has some kind of Kree virus growing inside of her. Um, anyway, it's did good. Did she fuck a Kree guy too? Uh, probably. Anyway, it's good. I like it. It's good. I like it. And they had Jessica Jones, Jessica Drew, She-Hulk. It's all just like... Oh, I love that. And then Tony Stark came in, but they were all like just being like, you're an idiot, Tony Stark. We hate you. Like it was very just like women empowered. I liked it. Speaking of that, I have two books that I bought and I haven't read yet. I want to read Fearless, number one, which features women heroes and Invisible Woman, her miniseries, number two, where she teams up with Black Widow. I read the first of both of them and they were just okay. Okay. Fearless. I'll tell you about this. I read Fearless, and I literally don't remember anything about it. And I read it like yeah, it's a bunch of solo stories, right? Like it's like short solo stories. Yeah, and none of them are very memorable. I was hoping. It's a tough medium. I was hoping that it would just be all of them teaming up. Like that's what I wanted. Yeah. What was the one? This was years ago. Do you remember the one where it was like Emma decided to have a bunch of girls over to shop? And it was like She-Hawk and like Spectrum and Emma Frost and like Rogue and then like and then like a battle ha- and then they get attacked and they all fight together. It was like some one-off thing. Do you remember? Yeah. That? What was that? I wanted that. That's what I wanted. Yeah. But uh, and then the Invisible Woman one. Most of it's just like it's like about her being a spy. Yeah. I, I like to explore that side of Sue Storm. I guess. More. I just don't like it where it's like, and now I'm a spy. But I'm also just like a mom. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But I'm also like a mom. Like, I'm a, I'm a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> I watch... I might be a spy, but I like Netflix. But I do like the idea that it's like... But then she was like a spy... And in the first issue, she's like in disguise. So she has like brown hair and stuff. And then my whole thing was like, why does she have a brown wig on when she can turn invisible? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. (laughs) She'd be just a wig. Just a floating wig. (laughs) Just a a merkin. (laughs) Just a floating bush. (laughs) Um, So I read a offshoot aftermath tale of war of the realms um punisher kill crew spelled with k's it's dangerous that's too it is dangerous one more k i have to say racist 
then you're a racist. I have to say this. Uh, it's great. Um, it's the Punisher um, promising a guy whose family was killed by one of the Frost Giants, a Frost Giant who got away, uh, that he's going to kill this Frost Giant somehow. Like, he's going to go to Jutenheim and murder this fucking thing. Um, the guy whose family was killed, he's like, Frank, come with me. His family wasn't just killed. This is like months later. He's like, Frank, come with me. And he opens up... <laughs> the optics here are not good. He opens up a van full of children. <laughs> but it's not going where you think it's going. Um, it turns out all the kids in the van are orphaned kids whose parents all died in the War of the Realms. Oh. And so Frank And he's like, I'm just going to shove you all in a van? <laughs> well, he's, well, I mean, I think he's just... It's a minivan, okay? It's not... It's not a van van. What is it? Does he? Is it an like, ice cream truck? Are you sure? It's like, like a no. It's like a Dodge Caravan. What is that? It's like leather that? interior. It's great. Who's that serial killer? The clown ice cream truck serial. Yeah, killer? Ted Bund. Ed Gein, Ted Bundy. No, not Ted Bundy. Damn it. Um, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Uh. So the Punisher takes all of the kids to an ice cream and pizza parlor. Ice cream. Which I'm like, where where does that? exist in new york ice cream and pizza and he's like you know what kids so one kid draws he's drawing and the punisher's like what's that and he's like this is the monster that took my parents and the punisher's like you know what and he gives all the kids paper and crayons he goes i want you all to draw the monsters that took your parents and i want you to write down any names or weird words you remember and i want you to give them to me i'm gonna return in x amount of time with proof that I have killed all of them. <laughs> so it's just the Punisher hunting down Asgardian monsters on behalf of the children whose parents died at the hands of those monsters. Great. So I love it. That sounds fun. Who's on the kill A nice crew? simple tale. That's what I don't know yet. So oh, it hasn't he, been formed? It hasn't been formed. He goes and finds... Um, Tooth grinder, the goat that that can like pull a chariot, the the giant Asgardian goat that can pull a chariot, um, and travel through the the Rainbow Bridge. So Punisher finds him at the Sanctum Sanctorum, and is like, "Hey, I'll give you an apple if you take me to <laughs> Jutenheim <laughs> on the Rainbow Bridge." And the goat's like, "Get in." <laughs> Lovely. Is that how it ends? Lovely. That's how it ends. He's on the Rainbow Bridge headed to Jutenheim. Um, I want to say this. This is my observation about this book. Uh, the person... Oh, so I'm, who's the art team? The artist. Oh, it's written by Jerry Duggan, who is the guy that's going to write Marauders. Ooh. Ooh. And the art is um, Juan Ferreria. And I have to say this. He draws a very attractive Frank Castle. And I have to say, this leads into the observation. I think, is there a comic book character that has been depicted through through art on the gamut of ugly to a sexy ten daddy more so than the Punisher? Because there are times where the Punisher is like one ugly mofo. And there are times where he's like this Punisher, okay? Like Greg Rucka beard Punisher. Like, was, was Frank Castle always, was he, was there a period where it's like, he was always supposed to be ugly? I, like, first, from a story standpoint? Yeah. 
Or is it just no. artist to artist? You feel like, oh, he says he's gr- like grizzled and ugly and other people make him really hot? Yeah, I th- like everyone's got such a different take on the character. Like some characters like Gambit, like you're not, you, you never, you never change what Gambit is like. But Frank, there's so many different Frank aesthetics. Hmm. I've seen, I can't think of other guys that I noticed that with women, especially when uh, it's like younger girls that are supposed to be like 12 and then an artist will take over and draw them like they're 25 year olds with double D's. Oh, yeah, gross. Um, but I can't think of that with guys, though. Hmm. I don't know. They all look good I to think me. Maybe. Yeah, they look good to me. Maybe Logan. Yeah, sometimes people make, they really emphasize the short grossness of him. Yeah. And other people then make him all like hot and sexy. Not that short and gross are the same thing. Well, (laughs) honey, I only date under five, seven, so. Yes, I've I've met Joe. I've met Joe. Tall is not one, tall is not a word I would use to describe him. So I like short and Joe is not gross. So the gross thing is the thing that we're mainly talking about. And he's going to listen to this and be like, we're breaking up. (laughs) I love you. Well, that's what you get for fucking up the Wi-Fi, Joe. (laughs) Okay. So um, I don't know. I, I will say I'm trying to think. Sometimes there's villains. You know what? There's villains that are made to look gross and other times they're hot, like Sinister. Sometimes sinister is all gross and mm. more, more gay and thin and gangly. And then other times he looks like Colossus. Jonathan Hickman loves him a gangly sinister. Ooh. Well, we're not going to get into that yet. We have one more book I'd like to talk about. Yes. And that is uh, Gwenpool Strikes Back. Oh, I didn't read it yet. And it's, talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, I want to say Leah Thompson, but that is the Leah actress. Williams. Leah but Williams. But it's because Kelly Thompson and Leah Williams are my two favorite uh, female right. writers right now. And Leah, Leah Thompson, Thompson was in Back to the Future. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Leah Williams, who also wrote uh, West Coast Avengers, she's writing this and it's just full tilt meta. Wait. Sorry, girl. Kelly Thompson Kelly, wrote wait, Kelly, West Coast Adventures. Oh, Kelly Thompson. Leigh Williams. Wrote? Yeah, Leigh Williams wrote um, X Men Black. Emma Frost. Yes. She wrote War of the Realms. Giant Men. You're right. You're right. You know what? I feel that Leigh Williams has Gwen pulled down so much from the West Coast Avengers that I assumed it was the same writer. Oh, that's so cool. Like it's the same character with the shark, the pet shark. Oh, she she yes ended. Okay. But basically, it starts with her being like, what am I doing here? Wait a minute. Am I having an inner monologue? Wait a minute. Is this a solo? <laughs> oh, I and love then it the black, and it's all under black, and then she lifts, and then you see her lifting up the black panel, going, oh my God, this is a solo. Hold on. I want to look at the title. I need to know if this is just a one shot or a series. And then she basically goes on to this thing where she's like, here's the deal. I'm part of the real, of your world. You reading this, I'm part of your world. And I am in, I'm trapped in this world now because of Dr. Strange. I'm tethered to this world. And it's, and I thought it was cool because I couldn't die. 
but I can die because the way I die is if they stop writing about me. That's oh, how I die. Yeah. Like Wes Craven's new nightmare. And so the thing is, is she starts being like, and it's really hard. I realize I'm having trouble being on teams because they just all think I'm insane. And she's like, and also it's really tr- problematic being on teams because I know everything about everyone, but they don't know why. And that's not enough of a superpower. The only reason I'm going to keep on being written about is if I have a superpower. So she basically robs a bank and Spider-Man comes and he's like, what are you doing? Why are you robbing a bank? You're supposed to be a good guy. And she's like, bite me, bite me. I need need powers. (laughs) And he's like, that's not how it fucking works. And then she literally starts being like, well, hey, don't you remember in Civil War when they did this and then when they do this? And he's like, how do you fucking know that? And she's like, oh, I read it all. And he's like, this isn't a comic book. I'm a real person. And she's like, well, then how do I know all of this? And basically he ties her up with his webs and he's like, all right, well, they're coming to arrest you. And she's like, I can't be arrested. And here's where it gets weird. She's like, I have to figure out how to get out of this. Suddenly crawling out of the panel is an, a radiation gross Gwenpool. Kind of like, remember there was like a gross Deadpool? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a gross Gwenpool. And she's like, oh, hey, gross Gwenpool. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Help me. And then gross Gwenpool is like snipping her out of the the webbing. And then you're like, who is that? Where is she coming from? And anyway, so she snips around. She's like, run. And meanwhile, Spider-Man comes and gross Gwenpool is like, don't worry, I'll take care of him. And then we follow gross Gwen. uh, We follow Gwenpool. And she basically dives into the white part of the panels. And she's like, I can just hide here. And then she she's starts, done this. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, well, I guess this is a power. And then she's like, but this doesn't do anything. Well, how is this a good power? And then she realizes she can thought bubble and anything she thought bubbles can come to life. And then she can re-enter with that power. <gasps> so she thought bubbles having radiation and becomes gross Gwenpool and then comes back into panel at the part and then snips her out. So that was... That was her. It was her the whole time. And then we pick up back with that. And then she's like, oh, crap. She's like, I can't... She's like, I can alter reality when I'm outside the thing. I do have powers. And she's like, this changes everything. And that's the end of the issue. It's like she realized she's living inside of a dream. She's like, oh, wait, yeah. this is a dream. And I, I have can powers. do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Oh, God, so good. So I'm super excited about this. I'm super excited. It's really good. Let's talk about Powers of Ten. Yeah. And I will say, Powers of Ten, you really shot your wad on on the House of X2. I know, after it, you're like, Because after this, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then I, I reread it, and shed that whole um, thing, that whole juxtaposition. And it's, it's fantastic. It's great. It, it, it dropped, like, it just created more mysteries to me. Well, the whole thing that's interesting with this is Powers of X2, they, inch, they brought back, uh, how do you say it? The, the phalanx? Phalanx? Phalanx. The phalanx. Phalanx. The phalanx. I always say the phalanx. Um, isn't that a part? I think it's phalanx. Isn't that a part of your throat? It's a real word. 
this phalanx. Um, like it's not a sci it's not a sci-fi thing. No, made that's up. larynx. You know, it's like it's like a. I'm thinking of your oh. larynx. <laughs> Wait, no, wasn't that the little Dr. Seuss guy that didn't want you cutting down trees? That's the Lorat. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, no, you were supposed to say that we could have kept on going. With that. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so the phalanx is reintroduced, um, and it has this whole interesting thing of the whole entire idea of like the Borg and hive mind. Of like what how does that actually happen like how do you have a whole planetary system of a hive mind and how does it evolve into that and this is where i was trying to wrap my head around this i want to go through this before we get into the more basic x-men parts of it yeah yeah good but we live into so basically there's like and he loves some level tens level hundred level thousand is there's like a level 10 where it's like a Nimrod, which is where it's like the, a machine that, that is basically like 10 minds melded together is like at a level 10 and then a level 100. And it keeps on going on of how many hive minds it is. And, it, and then it's like there's a level 100,000, which is like a mini, was it like a mini planet or something? Called a, um, a tetrarch? Oh. So what is it called? Yes, it's called a technarch. A technarch. Did that term seem familiar to you? What, has it no? Has it been used before? Yes. Warlock, and more oh, right. specifically, his evil quote unquote father, more, uh, the Magus. More, the Magus is yes. a technarch. Okay, and so the technarchs. So it is that they are the warlock people. Yeah. And it looks like they actually have been created. Like they're not their own system. They were created by the phalanx. By the phalanx. Which is a, like a million. So then it was like, then there's a huge world, which is the million. And then it's like, no, the million is then it's like a galaxy. Basically, it's like a whole galaxy is taken over by this hive mind. And what happens is, is they realize uh, once uh, a new society is ready to be merged with the phalanx, um, they send the technarch, and if the technarch feels they're worthy, then they ascend into the phalanx. And if they aren't worthy, then they put the the technovirus all over it and destroy the planet. Um, it, it's actually um, the technarch only comes if they vote no. Oh, oh, so, oh, so they okay, so they're not they don't do, do they don't make the decision. So, to me, what he's doing here is he folded in. How does Phalanx really relate to Warlock and Magus, Techno and Cable, you know, T.O. virus stuff? And it's like, well, if, if you put yourself up for, for subsuming to be consumed by this, but to be added to its intelligence, which in a lot of other sci-fi stories and comic books, that's the definition of bliss or that's like the end game of evolution. That's how Invisibles ends. Like everyone becomes this giant galaxy-wide collective yeah collective intelligence um so if they like you then cool the ascension happens but if they don't they infect you with the to virus until a babble spire forms and that calls down the technarch to then basically fuck it up and so in this this is in the x3 is that the thousand years later mm-hmm is that's they're looking for ascension. 
they're well what's even what's even more interesting though is in between those two things the technarch and the phalanx in the in the back of the book is the world is a world mind at a hundred thousand that's nova that's like that's from nova stuff oh. the world mind it's the collective intelligence of that's all like like the, yeah no no that's the supreme intelligence but another the, thing but how what is where does the supreme intelligence fall into that because that's a collection i don't know is it that's is a, a supreme intelligence it's a, a collection a mind no it's not a world I'm mind sorry. but it's a collection no, of, of all it's right there it's right there it's right there it's intelligence from um 100 to ten thousand and intelligence oh so it's in the lower it, level okay yeah it's mid-tier lower mid cool yeah, so he brings in hives, which uh, th- that's been in a lot of stuff. And there's there's something that's escaping me right now that is blaringly obvious, and I should be referencing it, but I can't think of what it is. The Kree intelligence, and then the warlock and Magus and all that, the Teo virus, and then the Nova collective intelligence, and then the fucking phalanx. Like, fuck, this is big. Yeah, this is some organizing. This is some Marie Kando shit. This this plot line didn't bring me bliss, so I'm throwing it out. <laughs> he just Marie Kandoed Marvel collective intelligence stuff. It needed it. It was a mess. <laughs> it was not sparking joy. But let's work back to uh, the beginning. So we see uh, Moira... And Xavier go to Magneto. And uh, they all decide to go in cahoots. Now He look, was in on it the whole time. But here's the thing. is This looks like this happens before the X-Men are formed. Well, is this the whole, like, um, in that timeline, Moira and Xavier recruit Magneto? But in that timeline, that's when he, they recruit him when he comes to be the new, new mutants leader. When he goes off to the Shi'ar. Well, that's what we thought Hickman was referring to. But is Hickman referring to this moment? Well, that's instead? what. I, this is the reason why I feel that this world that we're in now, I don't feel it could be the 616 because it just doesn't make any sense that they would know the whole time and still do all these battles. Like, I don't get how that's going to oh, work yet. You know what somebody I mean? Already, somebody already guessed what this is, and he is 1000% correct. What? I am I am so about this theory. I think it is absolutely correct. What is it? Pa- Powers of Ten is Life Nine. Apocalypse. It's the apocalypse life. So the whole and thing. Sh- even House of X House of X is is No, no. House of X is ten. House of X starts. With Moira downloading what we thought was, you know, an average of what, 55 years times nine lives, whatever that is. I don't think so. I think it's millennia. I think Life 9 lasted for thousands of years. Yeah. And so what she downloaded into Xavier's head is so much bigger than we think it is. Yeah. Because that's what makes sense to me is that the apocalypse one is that this one where they want ascension. She's still around. Yes, and she might even stop it. She might, she might even, she might even get ascended. Like, can you imagine if she's part of the hive mind? Has the knowledge of somebody who was in a galactic collective consciousness? What? And that seems that's pretty crazy. But then, how would she ever technically die? 
I think that's like a mystery, right? Like, so, so how did her life ultimately end? Because we were saying it ended when she became death. Maybe it ends when she joins the hive mind. Maybe it ends when all of creation is destroyed. Yeah. Which actually happened under Hickman's watch <laughs> once before. All of creation being destroyed. Oh, God. But Maybe that's connected. I do like the idea of the powers of... But then that's showing that when, when Moira is doing... Um, when she meets Xavier in House of X, that's a completely different timeline than when Moira and Xavier meets Magneto. Those are different lives. Oh, I don't agree. But you were just saying all of Powers of Ten is life number nine. Do you? Are you saying? I think. The, I think no. I think. Um, I think. So think back to that opening panel of Powers of Ten One, where it was like X zero, X one, X ten, X a hundred, or whatever. I think I got that right. It was Xavier, Xavier, but then it was Nimrod and the blue guy. Do you know the page I'm talking about? Can you picture it? What are you talking okay. about? I'm talking about the fact that I think Powers of Ten is about both timelines. I think anything you see with Xavier and Moira is timeline 10. Anything you see with Apocalypse 100 Years in the Future, um, the Rasputin and all them, Cardinal, um, the blue guy, Ascension, Phalanx, all of it, I think that's Life 9. I feel... But Why? Why, why can't it be? Why can't they all be the other one? Because. Well, I guess it is showing actually. Xavier and Magneto were killed way early yeah, in Life 9. True. Okay. No, that is true. All right. All right. All right. It's like, I feel like we're, you have to be detectives uh, to, to figure all this out. But it's so much fun. No, I mean, it'll be revealed. Like, we just, we just want to well, be we just gay comic to, book detectives. Yeah, we just want to know now. We want to know now. The, we so, want to be smart. We want to guess it. But here's the thing is then, but that leaves me back to the idea of, I don't, I still don't buy the idea that Xavier and Magneto knew the whole entire time. I do. Why would they do all of that? Why would they do all these well, fights? Maybe not Magneto, because there is a schism thing in that timeline. I wonder if Xavier and Moira wipe Magneto's mind of all of it when they schism. That's the, the only thing that makes sense is if I think Xavier has to wipe his own mind, too. And we know he's capable of that because he did that in Brian Michael Bendis' run with... Uh, when that girl, what's the girl who could Demp Tempest? Is that her name? The girl who could go back in time? Yeah. yeah she yeah. went back in time as like, you need to fucking fix this. And then he had to erase his own mind so he wouldn't know all of that. So I mean, I can like it would be a retcon if Hickman was like, No, Xavier knew the whole time. This was all part of his plan. Be like, okay. I kind of feel it should be like you guys don't like erase your mind. But at this moment, kind of like in in the all new X-Men, when they went back in time, they suddenly remembered everything like something will be a catalyst where they all suddenly Magneto and Xavier remember like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting, though, that that like Magneto knew like it, we don't know how long he knew. Maybe he there's a point where he didn't know anymore, but there was a point where he did. And, and then 
we cut to the present and we get a continuously cool Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. And basically this mother mold is going to make more master molds. And they're basically like, we need to fucking let's end this thing. And Scott's like, why? What's the big deal? They're always evolving. There's always new ones. And Xavier's like, no, listen, listen to me, my boy. This, this is, is Nimrod. Nimrod. This is when Nimrod and he's like, happens. Oh, oh shit. Which is such a cool moment as a longtime X fan. That's always something that was in the future. Yeah. It's weird where you never think comics go into the future. They always, you know, I mean, technically these characters are like 80 years old. But that's, and that's such a, let's get on with it. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's change this franchise kind of move. Well, like, also, can we just... it's that thing where, because in a weird way, um, even Brian Michael Bendis, when he brought the X-Men back to the present, they still were kind of like, ooh, technology. And you're like, they couldn't be from the 60s. But he kind of was acting like they were from the 60s. But it's like, that's impossible for how old they are. And I like that Hickman's like, no, 10 years ago is when all this happened and just deal with it. Yeah, but I still hold that like, it could be 16 years. Yeah. The only, it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a hard 10. But, but what it does change is the idea of uh, how was... Uh, Magneto in the Holocaust. Yeah. And being the same age as Xavier. Yeah, I know. Things I don't things I don't wish to think about. I want to send that to Hickman and then he literally will probably spend like three weeks like ah, and then we'll get a whole issue and a long dissertation and a scientific spreadsheet of why it works. <laughs> I think the opposite. I think you would immediately get a clap back that said, it's comic books, you stupid bitch. Fuck you. Because <laughs> that's the only place that this whole time discussion and argument could ever lead. Ultimately, the only thing that's true, the only end game in that conversation is, it's comic books. It's a medium that requires it. And Magneto that's was all. de-aged, technically. And deplatformed for a long time. Deplatformed. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Let's just move on. <laughs> I think I'm at I'm at my, my bottom half of my bottle of wine, so I think we need to just keep the momentum up. Okay. Uh, the last thing I just want to talk about is a hundred years. We see more of the X Men, and that's when you start kind of realizing, oh, that's not really. Uh, that's like Krakoa. It's not. Uh, was it Tom Black Cassidy? Yeah, it's no, it, it's it's not just Krakoa, <laughs> isn't it? Krakoa with with yeah, Warlock, how about Doug, with Doug Ramsey? With Doug? Yeah. Oh yeah, with Doug. Yeah, but yeah. that's the weird thing is I'm then starting to realize I don't think any of them are the X Men, right? Nope. So that they're just they're the level two hybrids. I think so too. I think there's a reason you're giving us a green Magneto because I think that's like clone Magneto and maybe that's a, maybe that's a combo of Magneto and Polaris. Well, maybe these are the... I've heard that people are like, oh, it's like Polaris's costume, but why would you mix two people with the same powers together? That's dumb. To get super magnet powers? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Especially, like, especially when one is an Omega level and one isn't. Like, why don't it's you... It's also... That's dumb. 
Because people right. are saying it's like, also oh, borderline... Wolverine, is, Wolverine is Wolverine and Sabretooth. I'm like, they have the same powers. Why would you do that? But I do agree that they're the, the clones. It, absolutely. And the old man that they refer to in a previous issue is Apocalypse. Yeah. Which means and this ap- is life number nine. Apocalypse is the leader of the X-Men, so this is life number nine. Yeah. Done. It's not even a theory. Like, all of the proof is already there. Yeah. And we're here for it. It's a, another we're power. It's it. another powers of X next week, right? Yeah, we're in this weird period. I have to say, way to make the phalanx super cool. Because they were always like, so what are you just, are you warlocks? Are you like deadly warlocks? Like what no, are I you? Never, I never gave a shit. I never gave a shit. I thought they were cool. I mean, the, you know, the, the what was the story with Emma and Banshee and Sabretooth and Jubilee? Was that when yeah, Generation that X formed? Yeah, that was Phalanx great. Covenant. That was great. That was a great story. It was great. And I'll, I'll always love the Phalanx for for that reason, for that story. But when they showed up, I was like, ooh, you're giving me some like Ebony Maw, Black Swan kind of realness. <laughs> That's a lot of comics. And I love it. That was a lot of comics. That was a long show. Sorry, guys. But we sorry, not sorry. We have to get through it. This is for us, not you. <laughs> no, it's, for, it's all for you. It's all for you. It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> Favorite suicide scene. Um, I'm doing it all for you, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and beyond, thank you so much for listening to Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Um, I found out recently that I think the podcast apple podcast algorithm likes subscriptions more than ratings so ignore everything we said don't worry about giving us a rating subscribe but subscribe (laughs) subscribe subscribe tell your friends to subscribe we all should just be subscribing that way you don't have to download manually and i'll tell you right now if you subscribe and can show proof on your phone me or brett will blow you We'll blow you. Right then and there. At, on, it, it, we'll teleport in and, and, and blow you. Yes. Well. And if. Go, you do it. Go ahead. You do no, it. Please, no, please. No. I, just, I was going to say, if, if your organ of choice is um, a, 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 a clitoris, then we don't know what we will do. <laughs> well, I'll take one for the team. All right. Um, and as a side note, I don't know if you're aware of this, but just to let you know, if you read comics, well, I hate to break it to you, but that makes you a queer. queer. Bye. 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 Bye.